going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 345 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Nolan. Hello. And LJ Lowry. Yo. This week, we're geeking out about new games on the horizon. Haha. <laughs> the Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe and Amazon doing something that's actually kind of cool and it's not like just, you know, sending people into space for fun. Yay. <laughs> but first, Neat. we'll get into video games. Uh, I am continuing Chained Echoes. I really don't have an update, so go ahead, LJ. Nice. Um, I've been getting into some multiplayer stuff this week. Um, me and um, a buddy of mine, we've been trying to finish Grounded, uh, which is the survival game oh. that's, that's basically like Honey, I Shrunk mm-hmm. the Kids, like the backyard scene, okay. but a video game. Um, it's super fun. Like it's It's been cool. Like Basically, we turned off the like hunger and thirst mechanics, so it's been like a really cool... like. A fun adventure game where we've still had to craft and base build and stuff. Uh, it's been neat. It's been really cool. They take you to all these areas of the backyard and stuff. Like there's this one area that's like really dangerous because a barbecue is tipped over and there's like oh. hot, hot coals and like lava in in air quotes. You know that you gotta like watch out that's for. That's neat. Um, there's so many yeah. different bugs you can fight, weapons to craft, and we finally beat it this week. We've been trying, and it's they do this thing where you just have to like reinforce that your, you know your your base one last time and fight a bunch of bugs. It was pretty neat. We had these like acorn turrets in one spot. We had these like mushroom like these walls built out of like mushrooms and stuff like that. It was it was super fun. But it it even has like a story to it now. Um, they really updated the game quite a lot when they put out like the one release this last year. So. That game has been, it was fun to, to finally beat. And then uh, the other game I feel like I play every few months now on streams with friends is Phasmophobia. I keep playing that. And it's always, fun. it's always scary as ever. There's always different, um, just different scenarios we find ourselves into. But the thing we did this time is, so there's this program thing you can add to your streams called Dixper. And uh, you can use it for horror games for like, so people can buy crates that give them like these things called skills and it's usually some kind of jump scare or screen effect that's like that can mess with like, oh, the, the bro. streamers. <laughs> yeah. So it was an added it was an added layer of jump scares <clears throat> and other things that messed with us. Um but it was it, it's super fun. It's like it's really cool. Like it makes the it makes your streams more interactive and and fun and um it's it's a really neat feature. There's like other stuff you can do like if you just want to do like fun stuff for other games like you can have it, like, change your voice, you know, like, you can have it mod your voice, you can have it do all these other fun stuff. So it's not just, like, for horror games. So, um, but it just added that extra element, because there'd be other little things that would happen. And they actually have phasmophobia-specific skills um, that you can enable that, like, do things in the game. Um, like, somebody can make a door shut, or, um, or, like, if you have salt down or something, like, somebody can put false footprints there like in straight and make it harder for you to like find out like what the ghost type is and stuff like that so nice it's fun um but yeah that's that's kind of really been it what about y'all shelly have you been playing anything else no i failed this week to play any video games (laughs) it happens i did other stuff i i play that chain echoes every week on on our twitch channel 
And nice. I'm glad that I do it that way because I think I'm going to probably get burnt out pretty quickly if I... I just... RPGs yeah. usually kill me and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, and I think it's because I'm streaming it and getting to do the voices and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Super good. Be Different a little experience. late this week, but uh, I plan to keep playing that and then uh, doing... Playing D&D stuff. We're going to play July, the third week, third Sunday in July. Uh, and then it'll be every third Sunday of the month. Nice. We're going to do it monthly. Nice. Um, cool. And I am... Probably over-preparing, but I'm having a lot of fun. I am bought a bunch of dice sets and then uh, getting the maps and getting things prepared for that, which would be fun. Never hurts to be over-prepared. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of things that it's like, I uh, as far as story goes, like this might not even happen. I'm putting way too much time into this, and so I kind of move on from it. I see. Uh, I know what you mean. Just like, oh, yeah. they might encounter the scenario, so I'm going to plan out entirely just in case. But then they mm-hmm. they just don't choose that way, and you're like, oh, oh okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, like I have a character, and I was really diving into this character that I I now love so much. I will probably try to wiggle him in regardless. Um, but I was thinking about it, and I'm like, they might not even encounter this character. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But that's that's some of the fun, at least for me as a DM. I think that's some of the most fun opportunities where, at least when I started my campaign, I planned out a bunch of different NPCs and just kind of figure out, like, oh, how would they fit in? Like, there's some I really like, some I feel like might be more important than others. Mm-hmm. And just kind of the decisions that my players made, and they ended up just kind of grasping onto certain NPCs. That's like, I never planned for that in the beginning. And all of a sudden, I have the opportunity to flush them out more and be like, okay, I didn't mm-hmm. have much sort of behind this character before but now my players really like this person so now i'm gonna like dive deeper and like make them more important and do all this other stuff so that's at least for me i find that kind of fun it's like just make a bunch of like relatively blank slates and then like as the players are drawn in you could be like oh cool they're attached right let's make this a little bit deeper more important that's cool i'm excited i'm trying to keep myself from we're not gonna like we're trying not to railroad too much, the term that I keep hearing of, like, keeping everything on tracks. <laughs> right. uh, but the sessions are going to be kind of like chapters, and then a chapter could take more than one session, but it'll kind of be these little arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got an overall idea of how things will go, and I'm trying not to plan anything. Like, now that I have kind of this overall idea, try not to plan anything besides the first one. Um, because who knows if by the fourth one, the fourth one will even be what I think it'll be. Um It'll kind of, plus, I want them to be able to, so they'll do this first one, and it's kind of like Legend of Zelda's Plateau, so you get off this first chapter, and then you can kind of go anywhere, mm-hmm. um, and so depending on the, what they decide, where they decide to go, what they decide to do first, uh, could probably drastically change the way the story looks, so. That's awesome. Um, yeah, wanting to Heck yeah. focus on the first thing first, not write a novel, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not the plan uh, but it's fun I'm, I'm really enjoying this prep work for for dming yeah very good very That's good awesome. i'm sure i have lots to learn i'll share it a few months down the road when we when we get there nice um <clears throat> yeah we can get into the gaming news I, sweet we should say pretty slow news week for everyone i think this week yeah uh, tv's got one really big one and to me that i'm excited about um but there wasn't like a lot going on, and I think you've got a pretty cool one here too. Um, yeah, it's just there wasn't like three or four stories we. I think from last week, what? last week we, we had 
something to geek out about like all around and then we had yeah. like a lot of news too so that's why mm-hmm. last week's was extended but we got some fun stuff to talk about this week the first big one is that um uh one of the leads uh at gorilla announced that uh well didn't really like announce anything but in their tweet it basically said um that they're looking forward to more horizon this is after the release of the burning shores stuff mm. and so gotcha. basically basically saying like you know we're looking forward to more adventures with Aloy and the online experience as well so they are working on it sounds like a separate multiplayer thing which i could see i could see like co-op maybe two to four people like in oh. the horizon world um like hunting those things um, i was gonna say make it like a like yeah. a like monster hunter kind of yes like yeah, just so straight up monster hunter but in a different yeah, environment. there is That's a cool. multiplier thing they are working on, and then um, having those two separated uh, in that sentence, basically to me says like and to a lot of people, it's like okay, they are planning on a, a third game, like a third game itself, and then whatever this multiplier thing is. So, I think it's cool. Um, you know, it's done a lot. It's done. This franchise has done a lot for for Gorilla because it's so crazy to think that oh, Gorilla just made Killzone for so many years. Yeah, this really took him off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, honestly, I still remember the insane marketing for Horizon. Like, when yeah. we were at PAX, and, like, seeing the little walker walking around, and then seeing, like, that person, like, in that perfect cosplay for Aloy. That's like, so they cool. did a really good job, I think, with the advertising and marketing with, like... I mean, it's a very cool and original world, too, and they really capitalized on that. They're mm-hmm. like, cool, it's like this weird mix of, like, it's futuristic, but almost seems non-futuristic in the sort of culture. It's kind of, like, this weird mix of, like... It's very cool, and obviously that's, like, a huge reason I think I like those games, too. Yeah. It's, like, the actual, like, world itself is very interesting. But, um, anyway. Yeah, good for them. (laughs) Yeah, so there's there's one more. Um, Yeah. I need to play the other one still. I think we still got... Aren't they... They're working on, like, a TV show, too, I think, also. Yes, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like such a big because they don't even have to like keep focusing on the characters that we already know and love. Mm-hmm. You could focus on other parts of the country, expand that world. Yeah, like you could because the culture and environment in Seattle, for example, could look mm-hmm. way different than near in Colorado where they're at. Or like, mm-hmm. look at New York. I think that'd be super cool to see like those and then burning super old buildings in and... Los Angeles or what was Los Angeles? You know, like. Yeah, so that area of Southern California, like I just, it, and it's interesting because everybody can play it and see these landmarks and places they know mm-hmm. of, and it's it's a cool, yeah. it's, it's a cool setting. I think it'd be very cool. Um, oh yeah, to, yeah, just totally different characters, totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I think it'd be easy to do. Okay, maybe not easy to do, but they yeah. could do it simply, and it'd be effective. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other news is, um, I guess we're getting, we're getting into both video games and tabletop here. Um, this one just feels like, okay, um, so, uh, today, I guess, um, I think it was earlier today I saw this article, but, uh, apparently Call of Duty is being made into a board game. Um, I I didn't really look, I didn't really look at the details. Um, there is a Kickstarter campaign that's going to be going live later this summer. Um, 
it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I guess because like we've had, I guess we've had a Resident Evil board game. We've had The Last of Us is getting a board game pretty soon here. Um, mm-hmm. So many video games are, and I don't know, like everything is ad- can, is adapted into a tabletop game these days, which is it's. It, I think it's pretty fascinating. It's um, a new thing. If you name yeah. it, if you name a genre or anything like just something you're into, like there's probably a tabletop game for it. Yeah, um, I feel like board games in general are like really taking off right now. Yes. Yes. Board games are like huge, and they're also mm-hmm. quite expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like, like a yeah, yeah. They're, like one of my um, one of my coworkers will like t- tell me about like new board games coming up and things like that, and they like they're just so like, especially ones on like Kickstarter and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like they're just so intricate, so many rules, so beautiful. But mm-hmm. also, I, I, it's like scary to look at. Even like things like you know, Frosthaven, Gloomhaven, you know, oh, yeah, sort of those that era. Games of like, are, yeah. yeah, like, mm-hmm. like a lot of these games, these board games, are look awesome. And I'm sure they are awesome. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's just like it's it's <laughs> it's just weird how we are kind of coming into this like era of board games again, right? Yeah. Like, I, I feel it. I feel it upon us. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um, there's so many that I wish like. I had a regular group to play some of this stuff with, but mm-hmm. the cool thing that uh, it sounds like they're what are um, what are what they're doing with this is it sounds like they're probably going to go into like the multiplayer aspect. Like there's going to be weapons and different maps and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and then there I guess different later tiers of the Kickstarter are going to include like a co-op. Like apparently you'll be able to be able to play some kind of co-op mode. Um, and then there's also apparently there another tier is they're working on like a zombies variation of it too. So I just th- I'm mm, like that okay. seems like a pretty versatile that's, that's like cool. board game. So weird because I think I mean, of like it could work because like especially Call of Duty how you're dealing with different weapons, different loadouts, and things. So um, I just think it fits. Uh, like to me, I'm like okay, I could see how that might work, especially with cards and stuff. Um, yeah, um, there's there's a lot to look out for. Um, I think I do think that we would be remiss not to mention that our tabletop team kind of kills it. Oh, they're yeah. awesome! Team, our tabletop team is, is awesome. They, yeah. they're... Not to we don't usually brag too much. None of us are doing tabletop stuff on, on yeah. the website, so I can I can brag on them. Yes, I feel yes. like uh, they do absolutely amazing. Um, not just in the the Christian um, world, but they are uh, kind of killing it just in like tabletop journalism in general. Yep. Yeah, they're they're awesome. So, they're really really great. Our site, Love all of them. Our site is the go to for some guides as well. Like Derek, he's real into a game called Star Realms, and mm-hmm. uh, they they use our articles, I guess that he's done for Star Realms as like official guides on their website. So like anytime awesome. anybody wants to know how to play the game, they point to our website for that. Okay, that's cool. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, no, our they're they're really great. Yeah. Um, we kind of we just had a group of we got really fortunate, really blessed. Uh, a group of the team Geeks Under Grace wanted to do tabletop, really kind of like just before tabletop started, like kind of unleashing off, again yeah. and being really popular again. And mm-hmm. uh, so I got like right up in front of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, really proud of them. So I don't yeah. know if any of them listen or not to podcasts, awesome. but we love you guys. Yes. Yeah, uh, so that's that's gaming news. Cool. We will get into movies then. Shelly, we'll start with you. Yes. Cool. I watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie. 
Yeah. I did it. <laughs> I'm so curious movie. what your what? Um, what your thoughts are going to be. It was both better and worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> it was more entertaining and more funny than I thought it was going to be. I don't know. With those trailers, mm-hmm. I kind of thought it wasn't going to be funny. I don't know why. Uh, just like I can't be. Like, I, I thought, thought it was going to be really, pretty like, bad. Yeah. I it was going to be very hit, like, hit and miss. Like try to hit yes. and miss with the comedy. Yeah. It would just fall flat. Yeah. No, I actually really enjoyed that pretty much all the way through the movie. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. no, this is this is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, story was a little better than I kind of anticipated. Um, mm-hmm. Not like it's amazing or fantastic by any means, but it, it was. I had low expectations, okay? So it was right, pretty good. Right. It was like a good D&D story, too. Yeah. Like, it was very Dungeons and Dragons. It like, made sense. But that's that, though, <laughs> is it's not that in itself, but just the Dungeons and Dragons um, name. That was its downfall because, I don't know, I kind of went into this thinking, oh, it's going to be like a party of like D&D characters and they're going to be like doing a quest or doing a cool thing. That's not what this movie is. This movie is an advertisement for Wizards of the Coast version of D&D. Um, the characters <laughs> are not real characters that you can play as. They break rules. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when I, you know, saw the stat blocks later, um, they're stat blocks. They're not characters. You can't play these, yeah, these, these they're characters. Yeah, they're NPCs. Yeah. They're NPCs, which makes the whole movie feel way less interesting because you're like... <laughs> And obviously, it's not like they're doing shots of people like playing the game in real time and like reacting to things. Right, I, right. And I didn't necessarily expect that either, but I kind of just wanted like a fun, like, oh, I can see this being a D&D party experience. And it's not because they don't play D&D. They break the rules. <laughs> you, you can't, I don't I care what the stat me. block says. You can't do wild shape infinitely. I don't care. <laughs> okay? Like that, it... Yeah. It was such a st- and it's such a stupid complaint. I understand. Like, I'm literally only complaining because I play so much D and D, and like pay attention to those things. And like, because yeah. I knew this is D and D movie, I'm like, I am going to pay attention to those things. Yeah, there, there's, there's a moment in which there. there's a moment in which, and I'm not going to spoil it for people, where um, people have to swim at one point, and one of the characters is wearing full plate mail armor. <laughs> and in the game, you cannot swim while wearing full plate mail armor. You're going to sink. Just like in real life. Yeah. You're going to sink. And me and my husband looked at each other and we thought, is this man going to swim or drown? <laughs> He's probably going to swim because this is a movie where they break these rules. Yeah. And lo and yeah. behold, he swims. And we're like, freaking cool. Okay. They just disregard these rules. The, the bard. Doesn't bard bar- doesn't bard. He bards once. We had. <laughs> I didn't really think about it as barding, uh, but he kind of gives bardic inspiration when he sings uh, on the horse to like. Yeah, like, I guess. Jamie and I, Jamie and I, I had guess, that but that wasn't even like before but, a battle, yeah. right? You know, that was yeah. right. There's nothing magical about it. He's just yeah. singing. Uh, but I remember. That makes I remember better. you said that before. You're like, yeah, the bard isn't really a bard, <laughs> and I remember that. I was like, hmm, I wonder what that means. And now I know because yeah, yeah he was not. Yeah, James bard never bards. Yeah. Never bards. <laughs> yeah. So that was also disappointing. I think too. Again, it was just um, missing all the things that I like about D and D. Unfortunately, it's a good movie. It was entertaining, and I did like the characters. So like that is part. You know, I do like that in D and D. I like characters, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. But there was no teamwork until the very end, which felt was baffling to me. I'm like, teamwork is like so integral to D and D because players are what D and D is about. 
Yeah. It's not about the world. It's not about the characters. It's about the players. It's a game, right? Yeah. So the fact that they didn't really do any teamwork in any of these fights until like the very last like sort of confrontation is crazy to me. Yeah. But it was also like, oh, cool. They wanted to have cool Hollywood shots, I guess. Mm -hmm. But that's not what Dungeons and Dragons is. Like you're all working together, even if you're bumbling around messing up. Characters is what exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They were like just showcasing characters, and I'm like. Eh, I don't care. That's not interesting to me. You know? Yeah. So, what I did like, I mean, and you know, there was obviously things I did like about the movie. I loved how the non-human-esque um, characters were like puppets and mechanical The practical um, effects were awesome. Constructs. I love the practical effects of that. I'm a huge practical effects person, so I loved that. Um, I anticipated it would just be a bunch of CGI, but it was really refreshing seeing like this freaking robot bird walk in the room kind of thing. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, heck yeah, we love it. I love it. Um, so I and really his respected name that. Is amazing. It's yeah. the most D&D thing ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right in the meeting. I don't know if it's Willow or not. I'm not going to say it just because it's so no, fun. No, don't say it, but people will know what you're talking about. Um, no, that was really great. Uh, again, there's really a lot of enjoyable things. I think the fact, though, that. The whole OGL thing almost, you know, went through, right? And they backtracked and they said, no, no, no. Okay, fine. We'll let, you know, third party content, whatever. Yeah. But this movie very much aligns with this sort of Wizards of the Coast trying to brandify Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. Their versions of Dungeons and Dragons with their world, their rules, like, that's kind of what it felt like to me, unfortunately. And yeah. again, I'm glad they did walk that OGL thing back. Like, and I probably wouldn't have even watched the movie if they didn't, TBH, because I was probably, I was like, right. kind of like not even wanting to watch it at that point. Right. But unfortunately, it just kind of felt like that energy, um, which was yeah. kind of disappointing to me. Um, they did all, you know, all these name drops of like, you know, Neverwinter and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I only know that because I played the Neverwinter game. Those like, three hours and it was awful it was yeah they game. jumped like never went to Baldur's Gate and I'm like the only reason you're yeah. saying those is because of the video games I think like yeah so like people, those are the ones people, so people recognize can, so yes people can do the Leonardo meme and go like oh I recognize that exactly yeah so there are certain like the first campaign that I played uh I didn't know what to do for a backstory so even though it was on a different continent I was from I don't remember the name of the continent anymore but Neverwinter's continent mm-hmm. um and so I did a bunch of, like, I know the names from doing that research. Right. I'm sure there no, and it's totally kind of like fine to, like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm judging people who do, like, official content, official campaigns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not really my intention. But it, mm-hmm. but it's, they. it seems like the movie cared more about creating their image and their characters yes. under yes. their brand rather than it's a game that players get to play and have right. fun with. Because, again, yeah. these aren't even... Playable characters. So yeah. I it's it's it, it was a fun movie, it was a good movie, um, but I left a bad taste in my mouth because of those things. And I know I'm just being really, really picky because I am such a big D D fan and I do pay attention to rules and people who yeah. don't are gonna have a really, really good time. Um, so that's my word of advice for everybody out there is if you do play D D, just like turn your brain off on that aspect and yeah. just like try to have a fun time. Suspension you know, of watching this fantasy thing. Yeah. Um, cause they're all, you know, 
spells that happen. You're kind of like pointing like, you know, to the, the screen. You're like, oh, I know that spell. I'm like, oh, they're doing that thing. <laughs> oh, he lost concentration. I did that one time. I was like, oh, he lost concentration. Yes, I, I, got love hit. That. Um, I love that. I love that. But that's what I mean. It's like there's some carryover. I just wish there was yeah. all the way carryover. You know what I mean? I wish that was the whole movie, yep. which I'll be talking about Vox Machina later. But yeah, it's like such a cool. stark comparison. It's like I'm almost grateful um, that I watched both the D&D movie and started watching Vox Machina in the same week. I think it gives me a really big point of comparison, but I'll talk mm. about that in the show section. Those are my thoughts on the movie. Cool. cool. We, uh, we started with you. I watched the Mario movie. What'd you think? Mario. Super Mario Bros. Hello, Mario. Mario. The Mario movie. Yeah, how'd you like and, it? And, um, is okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. I, I think... That it is exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. To succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still want Charles Martinet. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. genuinely curious why they decided to go with Chris Pratt. And like, if you're gonna make Chris Pratt do a Mark Wahlberg impersonation, then why not just get Mark Wahlberg to do you it? You have a good point. He like, kind of didn't sound like so Chris Pratt. So much like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. It was kind of like they could have just gotten any freaking white guy in there. That's what it sounded like to me. I was like, you could yeah. have just gotten any freaking schmuck in this role. Like, <laughs> like Mark Wahlberg would have done just as good as he did. Yeah. But Chris Pratt does okay. He does good. Yeah, he does uh, fine, actually. He totally that, does fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you had Charles Martinet do the Mario voice, I still, Shelly, you'd mention this, and I was like, that's genius. Had Charles Martinet do not the Mario voice, but a different voice for Mario that was a little bit toned down and less annoying. And uh, yeah. that would have been perfect. Yeah. But um, you get these big names in there, so people are going to watch because of that. Mm-hmm. Mario's got the nostalgia. It's not like this. The story is very much like a Mario, Super Mario Bros. like video game story. Right. And uh, then you fill, fill it with nostalgia, and you've got, like, it was the perfect money-making movie. Yes. Uh, which usually I'm not, like, against. Usually I'm like, that's exactly what I want. Bring me explosions and things. Uh, but it was just kind of like, it's, it's like, like they followed a mm-hmm. checklist of what they needed to do to make the perfect Mario like, yeah. movie for money. I think um, I was watching some video, and I don't remember who it was, so I, I, I might have been Karsten, a, a movie YouTuber I was watching. I think it was him, but he said something along the lines of, that resonated with me. I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. It's like, when you're watching the Mario movie... It kind of feels like you're playing a Mario game. It kind of invokes those same feelings in you. But mm-hmm. then it's sort of like, at that point, why not just play Mario? Why is this yeah. a movie? Yeah. Like, there's different things they could be doing. With, and I talk about this on the podcast all the time, right? Strengths of different mediums. Yeah. And it's like, that strength of that medium, they didn't really, I don't think, utilize all the way. Because I, I agree, it kind of just felt like you were playing a Mario game. They could have done something a little bit more bold. But you're right. They chose the non-bold. They chose what would make a lot of money, and it totally paid off for them. Yeah, totally yeah, paid they're off doing for them. super well. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of it exists, and I'm, like I'm happy yeah, for it. Um, yeah. We'll talk about it in the news a little bit too. Um, mm-hmm. It does not get me excited for other movies. Uh, I would much rather, uh, like, a, if we're gonna do a Metroid Prime movie, I would want it to be like a live action, cool movie. Yeah. yeah. Or a totally different direction that wouldn't work for Smash Bros. For sure. (laughs) I I feel like that's what we're going to get is just like these really long cutscenes that'll go into a Smash Bros. movie. Yeah. That'll be. The Illumination universe. 
It's like yeah. the Mario movie was kind of just like, just literal eye candy. And yes. that's all it was. It's just sugar. The Brooklyn stuff. Right into your weird. eyes. Like, I know that's part of the lore, kind of. But yeah. it was, you really didn't Technically, need that. Technically, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Not going to lie. It's probably going to turn into... <laughs> no, never mind. Um, But yeah, it's basically just like total pure sugar for your brain that's like really good at the moment. And then after you leave the theater, you're like... What did I just watch? At least <laughs> yeah. that was my reaction. It sounds like it was similar. I was having a lot of fun with the music. The soundtrack was great. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Just those little parts where they inserted the original songs like into... That like, was pretty fun. Oh yeah. That was good. I was giggling at a lot of different small things. Like Luigi shakes his uh, flashlight just like he does in Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. And I was like... A, a lot of Luigi's Mansion nods in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that I was, was like, fun. That's, all that and stuff. And Charlie right Day is definitely nostalgic. Charlie Day was great. Charlie yeah. Day was pretty great. He sounds a lot like he's got the higher Luigi Ke- voice. Keegan Michael Key as Toad was really great too. I thought. <laughs> so like. Yeah. Absurd. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, it, it's a good movie. It's just like it is. It's, a good movie. it's all right. It's I, I understand your feeling. It's like it's like wow, that was great, but there's like part of your soul's a little bit sad because you're just like this is all just for capitalism and money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Jack Black, I think, steals the show. Yeah. And that's because I think Jack Black like probably fought his way through and got a little bit of Jack Black in there. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with some of my friends and we all agreed that they probably signed him on way before they had any of the script written. And so he mm-hmm. got to be like, Hey, while we're here deciding what the movie's gonna be about. Yeah. He, like he I want rock music playing as I'm like listening to a rock concert. Yeah. <laughs> metal concert going on. And I was like, it's not a Bowser thing. That's a Jack Black thing. And it's yeah. But I, <laughs> it, again, it's a bold choice and it paid off. And that was one of the very few bold choices they make in this whole movie. Yeah. And it's the most memorable. 100, top 100 billboard. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, and it's, and it's like pays off a lot of times. They play it safe. Yeah. The rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's well in that. Uh, LJ, what'd you watch? Um, I haven't finished it, but I was like, last night I had time, and I was like, you know what, I'm just chilling, and I need to watch something before the podcast. So I started watching, <laughs> I started watching Bumblebee. Oh, um, nice, I love Herbie. <laughs> I, I was making that joke to myself earlier. I'm like, this is like Herbie fully loaded, but like, extra loaded. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like, automatic loaded, um, but. Like, it's. It's almost too on the nose. Yeah, it's they. Like you got this slug bug and like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's good. I think I've watched about half of it so far. Um, but I I was thinking about that. Uh, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was like, oh yeah, that new Transformers movie is supposed to come out. And so last night I was just kind of browsing, and I was like, well, let me go see what Paramount has. I don't spend much time on here. And so I yeah. was like, oh, they got all the Transformers movies on here. So let me just start this journey now and rewatch all of the Transformers movies because Bumblebee's the only one I hadn't like actually seen. I think I've seen all the others. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to do for the next couple weeks here. Um, the trailer for Rise of the Beasts came out. Yeah. Uh, or was it on the uh, Super Mario Bros. trailers? Yeah. Really real. And my wife didn't even know that it existed. <laughs> she tells me it's probably not being mar- marketed very much. Yeah. Gives me, it makes me a little nervous for that movie. It really mm. hasn't. Like, I think, what did we get? Like, I think we got maybe, like, that trailer that came out around the Super Bowl, probably. Um, yeah. Like, a few months ago. And, like, it's kind of interesting. Because, like, I almost think, like, it's 
I don't know if it's like like with video games, it's a really smart and bold move to not market much until like a few months before the game comes out, like they did with like Fallout Four or something. But like with movies, mm. that's almost not really like you got to show some kind of teaser or something or let people know it's coming. Um, mm. But also, like, aren't these timelines like super mixed up now too? Um, yeah, I think there's different universes. Because so far, Bumblebee just feels like a prequel. But then I know that I know that sort of goes against how the first movie starts too. I think. Right. So I'm just yeah. So that's kind of I guess on this journey. It's all strange. Yeah, you know, I think. The... I will say one thing though yeah. is that as someone who, for some reason, is super un- super weird for me, but going to the theater twice in one week. I feel like I've seen so much Transformers. Transformers? Transformers. <laughs> because it was an ad for both Mario for both, and yeah. for okay. the D&D movie. At least for me. Maybe it wasn't for you guys. but for, And there were different trailers. There was different ads for each one. It, was it makes sense. Movie, obviously. But for, for me, D&D. I'm like, if everybody's watching the Mario movie and everyone's getting those ads. Yeah. You know, that there's something there. It always makes me think of like when I don't see trailers. Like, I'll see I'll see trailers mm-hmm. a whole bunch, and then I won't. And the most notable time that's happened to me was uh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, like the mm-hmm. the oh, second Ghost Rider movie. Oh yeah, really and there were oh. ads for it, and I was so excited. And then there were no ads, and I was like, "When does that movie come out?" Like I, oh, I haven't no. seen it in a while, and I was like, "Oh, it came out six months ago." Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> so I that went, is I bad. Actually, the movie, oh that is, and bad. I went. Oh, it's because the movie's terrible. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I understand your point now. Yeah. It was yeah. so bad. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Like, I've been wanting to watch them for a while anyway, so I was like, uh, rewatch them. So I was like, okay, cool. It's a good time. Uh, I'm liking Bumblebee so far. Um, it's fun. It's my favorite Herbie movie. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Um, once I finish it, I'm probably gonna start like the first one after that. Um, which just makes you think of those terrible articles IGN's been writing about, like, oh, how to watch this movie in chronological order, and then it's like a whole series that just has like nothing, like no prequels or spinoffs or anything. Uh, I don't know if y'all have seen those. Yeah, I'm like, Disney Plus about. overwhelmed me the other day. Yeah, it was Star Wars in chronological order, and I was like, oh, cool, but it wasn't just the movies. It was a show. It was everything. Yeah. See, that's that's, that's smart. That, that's smart. Um, but it was good. It is intense. But I was like, I can't. Yeah, it was like so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, holy content. And Mandalorian and Boba Fett were right next to each other, and I was like, well, technically. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how far I get through these movies. Um, just because I've been wanting to watch rewatch them for a while, so. I think that's what I'm going to be on for a minute. Nice. Yeah. I saw a it. meme. Not that the podcast needs to just be quoting memes, but um, it was Disney did what George Lucas never could make people not care about Boba Fett. Uh-huh. It's crazy. That's funny. Absolutely <laughs> that's maddening. Funny. Um, cool. Well, yeah. movie news? Anyways. Uh, yeah, movie news. Perfect. Okay, well, we just talked about Mario movie quite a bit. Um, so yeah. let's talk a little bit more about that. We already kind of mentioned it, um, but Nintendo did officially confirm that they are going to be making more movies. Um, whether that is just a sequel, it sounds like they at least want to do something more than a sequel. I don't know if that includes a sequel to the Mario movie or if it just means they're going to be doing other, you know, series 
video game series into movies. I mean, it'll work for stuff. Kirby in this style is going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I yeah. Kirby. <laughs> okay. where, 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 I, where I think they're going to go is, I don't know if it'll be before or after a, a sequel, but I know they'll probably go with the Donkey Kong spinoff. Oh, yes, that, there we have Seth Rogen. Because uh, pun, right. full, pun fully intended here, that's low-hanging fruit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Get King K. Rule up in there. Are they yeah. allowed to do that? You know, that is something I even thought about after Ooh. leaving the movie. I was like, what if King K. Rule just showed up? He could, I mean, Would they be allowed <laughs> that to do Nintendo, that? It's rare. Nintendo still owns the rights to like Donkey Kong and all, and all that stuff. Like, so it's like yeah, because they had that tropical was it tropical tropical, tropical freeze? freeze yeah something like a drink I didn't know get Diddy Kong get <laughs> Dixie like in a... there um, get yeah. Funky I mean, Kong baby in the whole DK crew yeah so Donkey Let's Kong go. King K Rule is the main enemy of like the Donkey Kong games yeah but he's in like tropical freeze too right because tropical freeze wasn't it well really he's not only in tropical freeze yeah I, I believe he is he's not he's probably oh oh I thought you said he only is and I was like what. Um, no, I don't no, know if he, he is. Because I, I, if he is, then actually, he's I, he, that's a he's, good question. He's Mario's. Really he's like Bowser to Mario and Robotnik to like Sonic. Like he's the main. Yeah. I mean, he got put in Smash eventually, so rare, like rare, they have to have some sort of. But they also put Banjo in Smash, so really. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Possible, no. Um. Yeah. No. I think they. Like, got... I'm not excited for Zelda in this. I would rather an anime Zelda. I want. Imagine... But you can't do that and then have an. Uh, Smash Bros. I want the Imagi Zelda movie, the one that the Ninja Turtles uh, 2007 people were supposed to make. I want that. That looked good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think another worry is I feel like now that Illumination has really yeah. attached themselves to the Super Mario movie, yeah. um, I'm worried they're going to demand to make all the movies. I don't know if it would be Nintendo mm-hmm. trusting Illumination with all their movies or if it would be Illumination saying, hey, you have to make us do your movies and like I don't know because I would really hope they would go with other animation. Want to do Smash Bros, which isn't confirmed or or anything. We're just no, it's just a joke. So so I think if you wanted to do that, you would need Illumination to do them all because you can't have all these different art styles and then have Smash Bros. Like I said, Metroid Prime. I would rather that be. (sighs) Yeah. I guess what you would do is you wouldn't make a Zelda movie. You would just have him appear in a Smash Bros. movie. You can. you can keep it within Universal, I think, because Universal is, owns like Illumination. So I think they would just do that. Oh. And then, and then Super Nintendo World is at Universal Studios, also. Good uh, point. Or like, it'd be really weird to have a live-action Samus Run, which would be amazing. Yeah. And then have that be in a Smash Bros. movie with Illumination's Mario. I think if they do anything Smash-related, it's not going to have like Samus in it or anything. I think it'll. I bet it does, kind of in the, like a Wreck and Ralph situation. It could. Um, like they still could, but I think it'll be Kirby first, um, easily. It'll be Kirby all, makes sense. It'll be Donkey all the Mario Kirby be crazy. Stuff, Donkey Kong stuff, and then I believe Kirby, in my opinion, is like the what they'll do after. Like the, I need them to do the nutty Kirby lore, the nuttiest Kirby lore cool. ever. Like, have you ever looked in the lore of Kirby? It's crazy. Kirby is like a cosmic being like Thanos yeah dude like, oh, i need them to that or they need to make like a right back at you movie years Ooh. after the show oh, came out which i know would not so that good. would that would not be illumination probably I but like i want that energy i want that like ddd yeah i want that waddle D. like i want that one weird snail guy <laughs> yeah i want I that re- that'd be amazing i haven't seen that show in so long 
Um, I don't know. I doubt I'm they down would, to the but... Star Fox. Elimination Star Fox could be okay. Star Fox would be great. Holy you cow. Really, you really want the mother fans to freak out? You get you do an Earthbound movie. We could do a... Yeah. We could do a... Fire Emblem would also have the anime. That's what I... Yeah. What else I really like... You kind of put yourself in a box when you are... And like we said, we're completely speculating here yeah. with the Smash Bros. thing. But I, that yeah. seems to be... If you're going to make these movies and they're going to succeed, you're going to want to do a Smash Bros. movie. I have a feeling it's not going to be... Everyone will go see Smash Bros. It's not going to be as expansive as we think, is is what I'm theorizing. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, like, original Smash Bros. N64 rock. Yes, yes. I also agree when... But... It has to be very owned by Nintendo. I think at least... At least I know for... I would love them to do Mario. Obviously, Donkey Kong. I mean, they got Mario, but then Donkey Kong, Kirby. And then you can maybe do Star Fox. Star Fox would be good. I think... Star- I think... Samus and Link into the Smash Bros. movie. You don't really introduce them. And what I don't think would work in the same way that the Super Mario movie worked. But I would love um, a F-Zero movie. I think that'd be a great movie. They had an F-Zero show. That was really but people movie. wouldn't know what's going on. Therefore, like, they, they would actually have to make yeah. a story. They'd actually have to make it interesting. They couldn't rely on nostalgia. Yeah. Or they couldn't just rely on eye candy. Because people... A lot F-Zero, of people are not but nostalgic. F-Zero, F-Zero But I think that'd be three cool. good movies... Yeah. It'd be sick, you know, like a cool racing movie. Yeah. And then you say, hey, this is another Nintendo movie, and people at that point will be like, yeah. there's another Nintendo movie, I gotta go see it. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I mean, Marvel pulled it off with, like, properties that nobody knew about, like Guardians. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, I had no idea. But I yeah, like, so I think if... Yeah, that's true. If you build your name up in the in the, in the in the cinematic kind of space, then eventually well, people will just want to go see whatever you're gonna talk about. <laughs> we have no Give me a Kid Icarus anime besides what we already got. We have, like, four Kid Icarus animes. They need to do that. Nintendo just needs to give all the, like, anime that would make good anime to an anime uh, company. And just allow them to, studio, to really just, like, build those up. And completely separate from these movies. They made the manga. Like, Zelda mangas are great. And it's over. They're all out. I have them all. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm really excited about it, though. (laughs) That's really cool. There's many things. I I can't spoil anything, though. Ooh, okay. They they make they make decisions that aren't they they make creative decisions that aren't in the game. They're great. Okay, that's exciting. So I can't I spoil it. I'm telling anybody cool. out there. This is this is me talking about this again because it's been a long time. If you love the Twilight Princess game or played it at all, or even if you didn't really like it, the the gameplay but you like the story, get the manga. All of it's out now. It's all out. Okay. After starting in like 2016, all of them are out now. You can get them all on Amazon for like 12 bucks a pop, I think. Maybe nice. even less. It it's very worth it. A lot of those would make just good anime. Like, yeah. Just be fun mm-hmm. to yeah. I mean, I mean, if Zero, if Zero had its own show too. had an anime and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think it was short, but yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's like what they do with Castlevania. Yes. Yeah. You know? Which I didn't watch, Real but you know. anime studios to do them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Japanese anime studios. Speaking of Japanese. I don't know. Um, Go ahead. Kaiju, yeah, baby! Job. We're getting more kaiju <laughs> movies. Yeah. We're getting Godzilla yeah, and Kong. Guys. We're getting them together. It's called, a uh, new movie's called Godzilla x Kong, The New Empire. Um, it's just a teaser so far, really. I don't think there's a trailer out there yet, but it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it's like a CGI looking. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. They got, like, the skulls looking at each other (laughs) menacingly, which is kind of funny, which makes you think that they're going to be against each other, but a lot of people are saying they're probably going to be actually working together against a a third threat, a third party kind of new Kong or new... riding Godzilla. We just talked about (laughs) Kongs today. Oh, yeah. I just realized we're talking about (laughs) a lot of Kong. A lot of of Kong talk. A lot of Kong. Um, (laughs) But anyway... New movie kaiju i'm excited i'm just excited for whatever cheesy action comes out of this um lj you said there's some i like your theory that you heard yeah so uh what i like is somebody had said that um they could totally do a like because monarch is obviously the people that keep messing with things um, in, in this universe they could do a new primate kind of primate kind of character character mm-hmm. but that has the mix of Godzilla and Kong's DNA, and I'm like, I would, I would be mm-hmm. down with that. That sounds like it's cr- almost too Kong looking. I wish, like, once you said that, I was like, man, I really want just that's, like a that's crazy and threatening, spiky. Like, it, maybe it's not there yet. Maybe it's evolving. Like the primate that you know, maybe have like different spikes coming out of his back, and maybe he has the atomic breath too. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, like a Kong with atomic breath sounds like terrifying. Kongzilla. We've talked about this, a Kongzilla. I Google imaged it once, and it was did not disappoint. It's cool looking. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a toy of it, maybe. I can't remember. Probably a custom toy somebody did. Yeah, that sounds that that would be crazy. That would be menacing. Mm-hmm. And then we need Kong riding Godzilla with an axe made of Kong uh, Godzilla spikes, and then some kind of shield. And I figured we would be done after Godzilla versus Kong. So I'm glad that we're getting more. Yeah, I don't expect it to be good. I expect it to just be fully enjoyable. Kongzilla! Well, the last one wasn't amazing. <laughs> I really like the the actress and like that they had in there. Like I feel like there was a characters I like. I don't know. They like they made some of the human characters interesting. I thought, especially the like girl with the you know. That yeah, first Godzilla movie. Wasn't that Millie Bobby Brown? Well, there was a a girl that was on Kong's team basically, and she actually was oh. deaf and did sign language for the movie. Oh, sick. Okay. So I that, that, that awesome. I liked that plot line. Godzilla 2, I believe, was Millie Bobby Brown. Yes. And so she was still in Godzilla vs. Kong, um, but they had the plot. Godzilla 2 was good. Yeah. Godzilla 1 was 15 minutes of Godzilla, and the rest was human characters that we didn't care about. Um, but the little girl, that the deaf girl, she was from Skull Island or something like that, or she was like an orphan or something like that, I believe. Yeah. And that was a cool little plot line. We will get into TV now. I almost said news, but we got to do the TV shows that we've been watching. I've been watching lots of stuff. Uh, Finished Bad Batch. Me too. <laughs> which is good. Um, all this clone stuff, and it's Dave Filoni. I'm wondering if it's all going to culminate. Uh, we have, for sure, you know, Mandalorian, and then Ahsoka is supposed to, like, culminate into this movie in the end. And I'm kind of wondering if Bad Batch will, will get its nods as well you're gonna have to get they're gonna do some kind of cameo thing or something eventually it feels like i mean that's enough for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll be fine with that there's some i don't know the interesting thing is happening in bad batch for sure um mandalorian season finale it's I, over uh, yeah i i don't know it was it's... good <laughs> The finale was it good. It is good. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> the show, the show is Sounds a bit bumpy. I still, it reminds me a lot of a Marvel show still, where it was very inconsistent. Um, but 
Yeah. But, uh, like, it ended up wrapping up fine, but just there were episodes, obviously, that were not good. That's too bad. And I didn't think it needed to wrap up the way it did, but I guess now, like, that it's over, it did, so they can move on. But, like, they need to move on now. <laughs> um, and I won't I won't say any more than that. But yeah. Hopefully we get a little bit more. Uh, I've also watched Demon Slayer. Watch a little bit of My Hero Academia, too. Oh. Nice. That. I'm in the entertainment district. We've got, like, three more episodes. Um, it's a little bit more risque than other Demon Slayer. Oh, no. So, so just kind of be aware of that. I mean, it's not, like, over the top, but um, people know how anime can be. It's it's very anime and it's uh, etchiness this season. No. The guy's um, got three wives and then uh, it's in in an like a red light district basically is where the entire thing is taking place and so. Oh. And let's just kind of be aware lovely. Of that. Still really good story wise. Reminds me a lot of Fullmetal Alchemist and I was thinking about that. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Full Metal Alchemist because Full Metal Alchemist is um, perfect. Uh, <laughs> Brotherhood, at least. And uh, But I think it, like the tone is right for FMA. We haven't really gotten anything quite like FMA since then. It's very goofy. And then it's like this very serious world. And then really goofy characters in this very serious world where very serious things are happening. Uh, but all the characters are just kind of like... Even though serious stuff happens to them, they're just all kind of silly. I love it. Tonally, if you like FMA, I think you'll like Demon Slayer. And then LJ, what other TV shows have you been watching? Yeah, um, watching more Rebels, obviously. Like, you know, we all end up on... I ended up on that the little Star Wars kick. Um, I'm yes. almost done with Season 3. And it's getting... It's getting I mean, it has been good. Uh, it just keeps getting... Better and better, I feel like, the more I watch it. There are some episodes that are a little more filler, but it still feels like the plot is moving along somehow. You get to see characters grow. I'm start. I'm finally starting to get into some of the stuff that people talk about in relation to The Mandalorian, especially, like, articles and things about the Darksaber and Sabine's oh, yeah. character as a Mandalorian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you really get a backstory and a feel for every character in the show. And I, it's, I think it's very... It's very well written in that regard. Like they, I think uh, I'm almost done to that and headed into season four. So that's getting exciting to like to be nearly done with. Um, and it's only four seasons, which I think is still cool. Instead mm-hmm. of like how Clone Wars was like so many. Um, yeah, and then so the other thing, um, yeah, Mando. We talked about Mando. The other thing I started watching just because I watched that trailer for uh, the movie. And uh, so they are doing a movie based on Knights of the Knights of the Zodiac. Saint uh, Saint Seiya is the series um, in Japan. But um, I saw this trailer for this movie, and it's got um, oh, what's his name? Actor that always the character uh, the character that uh, actor that dies in everything he's in. Oh, Sean Bean. Yes, yeah, it's got him in it. Um, and uh, another actress. Um, but basically, the the plot for Knights of the Zodiac is that there are these warriors that um, that are like Greek based. Uh, like, basically, it's almost like a Power Rangers esque kind of a thing. Like, the show originally came out in like the eighties, so it's very metal influenced. Like you could just tell. Um, but the uh, movie is basically there's this girl who's 
reincarnate reincarnate version of like Athena or whatever. And so the basically in the anime, there's all these different knights that mm-hmm. uh, earn all of these like kind of like the golden fleece kind of a things like um, so sort of all these different armor types from different animals and stuff. And so the main characters, oh. main characters say uh, he has the armor of Pegasus, and so. The anime is is very old. It's very old. They actually put them all just back on Crunchyroll recently. I was trying to find them, and I guess maybe because of the movie, they're like, "Oh, we need to put these somewhere." Um, so like a lot of anime, they they're in the middle of like a tournament arc right now. Like the show itself still doesn't make a lot of sense, um, just because it feels like they throw you in like a later part of the story. But then there's another anime that almost serves as like kind of like a prequel or kind of like a reimagining of it. So I may watch that. Um, and then apparently they also did like this weird like 3D remake I guess like in 2020 and so I'm like I'm not going to watch that I'm going to go all the way back to the original Um, which apparently Netflix had the rights to this property uh, around that time too like all of that like that new that show and apparently some all that stuff was on Netflix at one point so I think Crunchyroll and I think Toei put all the stuff back on Crunchyroll Um, but the movie looks super cheesy like it's just one of those things where like I'm like, oh, this is probably a really bad or really cheesy adap- anime adaptation. I should go watch the real thing because, like, the real thing is just one of those older animes that, like, I knew about but I never watched. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of a fun show so far. Um, super 80s, super metal influenced. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to watch more of it. I think the show is only originally 28 episodes long, so it's not, like, going to be a super long commitment or anything. So, yeah, and it's all in English dub, so... I'll be watching more of it. Cool. Sweet. And then Shelly, what have you been watching? Um, so started and finished one show and started another show. Watch all of Dragon Age Absolution. Super short. Super mm-hmm. uh super sweet. Um Definitely not a very good show, but that's okay. Because <laughs> I think the entire purpose of the show, from what I can gather, what it seems, is to just be lore and set up for the next Dragon Age game. Like, even from the first episode, they're name-dropping all this stuff. It's very, very set in the Dragon Age lore. I can't imagine anybody who... I mean, I know, Cody, you never played Dragon Age. And you watch this. Mm-hmm. But so it's maybe, really hard for me to imagine. More because I didn't... Okay. I find that hard to imagine. I found my entire, uh, I found it kind of like after the first two episodes, I'm like, you know what? This show isn't amazing, but what I'm gaining from the show is all the D&D, or sorry, Dragon Age lore and characterization and themes and things like that. So, cause they brought in a lot of Dragon Age themes. You've seen a lot of Dragon Age games. Um, you know, they, again, they name drop certain things and they, they, I don't know. It seems like you kind of have to already know some of the context with like Tevinter, the mages, the Templars, you know, the fact that elves are enslaved in Tevinter. Yeah. There's like Um, a whole back. There's so much like story. There's a lot going on. It's kind of like, was like, sure. Okay. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I'm like, good for you. I just feel like I, that would be crazy for me like to yeah. imagine because so. the mages the mages and templar singer is huge too like that's there's super big mm-hmm. stuff that has happened in that world 
like all the demons. That was probably what was happening for me is that the blight like, and the all that overworld stuff <laughs> really kind of went past my head. Gotcha. So I didn't really like I didn't care about that stuff where you guys would have, but I was able to care about the characters because mm. I only understood the characters. I didn't really understand like people that yeah. were in front of me yeah. doing mm-hmm. the things that were they were doing, which totally makes know, sense. Like, um, like they were talking about. Um, the Inquisition and stuff, and I was like, I have no idea what this is. Yeah, and that's fine. I was watching with but my. But she was a slave or whatever, and was like, okay, I can. Yeah, and that's easy to pick up, I guess, at that point. But you know, yeah, having all, all the extra context is neat. Um, I'm glad to hear that you were able to still enjoy the show without all mm-hmm. that context. I guess extra context that wasn't in the show. Um, what's crazy is that this is a Dragon Age show. Dragon Age is a video game. Um, but this felt more like a D&D show than the D&D movie, you know? These felt like characters that could just exist, that you could just play as. It felt like a real party with all of its chaos and all of its teamwork sort of thrown together. Like, the plans don't always go their way, and things kind of happen. They kind of have to split up, and they kind of do their own thing. They kind of come back, and it's mm. like... It reminded me a lot of Vox Machina. Huh? I don't know if it was just, like, the art styles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, oh, this is like serious Vox Machina. Got it. But I watched it before Vox Machina. So I okay. didn't really have that to compare. Um, but yeah, and, and so I did I did enjoy it. It's just like, I remember watching, we watched uh, three episodes and I'm like, man, especially that first episode. I'm like, this thing is paced incredibly quickly. Things are just booking, right? Like, how many episodes are there? There's only six. So we watched like yeah. <laughs> by watching three, watch halfway through the show. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Um, I think the implications really are what uh, got me excited about it was um, the potential to see some of these characters in the next game, the potential to see some other characters that were mentioned in the next game, um, and again, like some of the lore drops that they put down. And we already know the next game takes place in Deventer, or it's heavily implied that it takes place in Deventer. Um, so it just made me really excited to play the next Dragon Age game. I feel bad. It's like, it, it, it felt like, you know, and again, to compare it to D&D, it kind of felt like a one shot, but the DM really, really liked one player in particular. And that one player got their whole backstory and got to be the edgy edge lord that they wanted to be. You know, that main rogue character got to just be the super duper edgiest edge lord ever and get to like explore this whole backstory where there's like, Oh, and this is the thing from the past that you run into, and this is something from the past that you run into. Then the other characters are like, "What the heck is going on?" Like, which I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but again, so I overall, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, but I feel like it'd be hard to watch, generally speaking, if you didn't know Dragon Age. Um, I even know some people who are Dragon Age fans and like couldn't get into it. But I think again, the stuff I took from the show was like the implications, like. That's what I got from it. That's what I gained rather than, like, the actual quality show in itself. But, you know, I liked the characters. I liked the... Well, I did not like the protagonist. Sorry. Um, I liked a lot of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I, w- I don't want to spoil anything. Um, did start watching Box Machina. I think I've only watched, like, two episodes. <laughs> um, two or maybe three. And, of course, this is very obviously, like... Um, obviously set on D&D from mm-hmm. you know critical role uh i don't know when like i don't know at what point this starts 
versus actual Critical Role. Um, but already just the, the party dynamic. Even just like, if even if you ignore like the stuff that they actually do, which if you pay attention to stuff they actually do, I'm like, oh, I do know these spells. I do know these things they're doing. And they, they seem to be following all the rules, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you, were, if you were to ignore those things and not pay attention to those things, the party dynamic just, just feels so much like a D&D party. It's like everyone does kind of have like their priorities, I guess. Um, but they all just stick together because like that's what they do. And that's what you do in a D&D party is you're not just going to have like, unless someone really, really wants to role play really hard. Um, <laughs> you don't just have players like leaving the table or like having their characters leave um, for like very little reasons, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you, even if your your characters are all really different, you're going to stick together because you're, you're a party, dang it. You're a little family and, and you're going to work through whatever it is together. And even if you have your differences, even if you kind of like knock heads with each other, um, and you got like the smart guy, you got kind of the meathead, you got kind of like these party dynamics that are very fun and cool. Um, so obviously I heard the show is very good and it is pretty good so far. I'm so glad you like it. I didn't know if you would or not. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I like it as much as everyone else does. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's better than Dragon Age Absolution. I think it's better than the D&D movie. Especially when you sort of are talking about like D&D related media. Um Mm-hmm. Maybe I just need to watch more. I think it's fine so far. But, uh, I'll, I mean, I, I think we're probably going to My husband really wants to keep watching it, so that means we're going to keep watching yeah. it. And that's fine. Um, <laughs> and I'll probably like it more as it goes on. Right now, it's just like, oh, yeah, this just feels like D&D, but why not just play D&D myself? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's, well, there's a little bit of that. Less time here. commitment. No, for sure. And obviously people love Critical Role, and this is going to be the way you consume Critical Role time-wise. Like, I'm not about to right, listen to... This is the to first it. time that I've watched Critical Role. I'm and not I'm about to listen to Critical Role. And maybe that's so, part of it. Four hours for a day, and I'm like, I'm not watching no, four No, no. And I'm like... Then. And part of me think that's probably part of it. It's totally a personal problem. Nothing against Critical Role or Matt Mercer or anything like that, but I just hear so much about Critical Role. That's just one of those things mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't want to care about this thing. I don't want to like this thing that everybody else likes because I'm a stupid yeah. hipster and I, don't, I want to be different. I than didn't realize else. how hooked into D and D they were. Like, I knew Critical Role was D and D. I just didn't realize that Wizards of the Coast or whatever. That's D and D, right? Yeah, that what? Who owns D and D? Like, I we've oh, been using D and D Beyond. We've been looking yeah. at D and D Beyond for uh, doing like campaign planning and like Critical Role's rules and stuff are an option that is like a free option in D&D Beyond. Yeah, because they, they and I was Matt like, Mercer did a bunch of homebrew stuff. He made a new class. Um, they actually have made a new entire tabletop RPG. That's totally separate from D&D. Yeah, they, they like just made a that new just one got recently. announced recently, didn't mm-hmm. it? So uh, no, they know their they know their crap. Like seriously, but they like, know their stuff. You get D&D Beyond, and like just by getting an account, you have critical roles, like access to critical role stuff. Mm-hmm. Immediately, and I was like, it makes sense. It's smart for D&D to have done that. Um, but that surprised me. I didn't realize just how closely friends they were. It kind of makes sense, though. Uh, Red vs. Blue, like Halo gave Red vs. Blue Red vs. Yeah. access to the assets when they started becoming successful because mm-hmm. it was kind of this, like, co-symbiotic, like they were helping each other get popular. Exactly, yeah. Um, I guess Critical Role is the same way. It was making D&D popular, so D&D is going to help support that. I think another enjoyable part of Vox Machina is the fact that, again, they're all voice actors. And I know most of these voice actors from other roles. So all I mm-hmm. hear 
is Ellie from Last of Us, <laughs> Teddy from Persona 4, a really beefy Roy Mustang, and Lucina with a British accent. That's all I hear. So when I'm looking at these characters, I'm just like, freaking Teddy over here with British Lucina talking about whatever they're going to be doing <laughs> next. Like, that's all I hear. So that actually mm. makes, I think that makes it more enjoyable to me because I'm just like, man, these voice actors and these other roles and... <laughs> <laughs> the second season it's not as apparent but i really love too in the first season i could tell like what they rolled i was mm-hmm. like oh like you definitely failed a role here yeah so see I'm, and i'm not quite <laughs> at that point in the, in the show so far so i'm kind okay. of excited to see like what that does become because i know you had mentioned it before mm-hmm. too which i like um i don't know maybe it's just it's a very specific very scene that i think of yeah uh, it'll it's it's turning to humor and it's good it's them failing something really stupid mm-hmm. um it's it's fun yeah it just feels uh far more like an actual D group which is great again compared to the D movie it's like yeah. this is how you should do it if you're gonna do it this makes the most sense i think mm-hmm. that's enough yeah, cool. of me talking <laughs> i will say too uh things that i've been learning through dm stuff like learning how to be a dm uh critical role has you brought up the homebrew stuff there are rules that they homebrewed and so if stuff mm-hmm. doesn't make sense you can probably look it up and see like how like why it works for them and like what they did to change the rules to do that it'll be interesting mm-hmm. um yep i'm gonna give things away if i say more i will go on to tv news then we've got a couple sure. things here one that i don't know if any of us cares about <laughs> But we'll talk about it. Uh, somebody does. Somebody listening. Um, Jesus still loves you. <laughs> Even if you're excited about the Twilight uh, reboot TV show coming out. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. I'd... It's so like, like they, of course, I shared right? the link. I think it was right after we talked about the Harry Potter one. And then all of a sudden I read this article and I'm like, oh, I should throw this in the podcast chat. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's announced. It's about all the details we got. It's from Lionsgate. Yeah. LJ, you mentioned that Lionsgate streams some stuff on Peacock. Yeah, I, so... I have a theory that if, because the John Wick show, The Continental, is going to be on Peacock. So I have a feeling if they're going to be working more with, with them, then that's where this show will go when it actually gets made. Cool. I mean, that would give Peacock some, like, reason to exist. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,. That's the thing. I don't know. There's not a lot of details. That's all we know. I, I just, just think the... that this is a better idea than Harry Potter because, like, like Twilight. Sure, Harry Potter was well done. Twi- Twilight sure has a place in people's hearts, like in certain people's hearts, but it's not as iconic as Harry Potter. Nowhere near as iconic. It's. The... It's. It's. I agree. It's a particular era. But it's iconic <laughs> in its own way. Yeah. And I don't think. I don't know. The magic that is Twilight would be removed in a show. Because the reason you watch Twilight now, the reason I watch Twilight now, is to laugh at it and have a good time. It's so funny. Yeah. It's Um, so awesome. So if they were to try to, like, make a new show and try to make it like the books, I don't know, man. It's just going to reveal how weird and creepy it is rather than how funny it is. Because <laughs> yeah, it's the so... performances that are funny. It's the direction, rather. Like, yeah. obviously, Robert Pattinson 
and Kristen Stewart are, are great actors. Um, people try to say that they're bad actors because of these movies, but it's all in the direction, right? The directors were right, like, no, right. you need to act this way. You need to do these things. Um, and obviously it was like one of the first breakout hits too. So like, sure, maybe lack of experience is part of it. But man, I love Twilight. That movie is so funny. And I just feel like if they were to... Yeah. Like, there's iconic scenes in that movie. There's iconic lines in that movie. If they do a show and they don't have Hold On Tight, Spider Monkey, I, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, they're taking <laughs> away the heart and soul of Twilight at that point. Like, yeah. Um, man. <laughs> I mean, the, the movies are definitely a particular thing, too. Because, like, a lot of people went to see those movies. Those movies did so flipping well. Yeah. But I, have a, I, I feel like my, my worry with this is you can turn it into some freeform teen drama yeah, or like, a te- or like a Teen Wolf, you know, instantly. Like, I think you're, just, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just think if it if it if it is if it ends up being really well made, that's what I want to see. Um, and yes, it is kind of it would be kind of awkward, especially because the books were total were totally from Bella's perspective. Um, but I just hope except for the other one, like, except that one last one that they made. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's from like, my words perspective, yep. Yeah, so it's just like having read, like I, I read a couple of the books and I really enjoyed them. Like I read the first two, I think. And I'm like, oh, these, you know, like just, I think they have the potential to do something much cooler. Um, like in le- maybe, I don't know, like it was very, those movies were very silly in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I think that's, I think I just hope it turns to, turns out to be something really, really cool. I think because I want more vampire and werewolf stuff, but like I love vampire and werewolf stuff. It's true. Yes. I I'm a sucker for that stuff. Yeah, but I feel like it's underworld. I yes. think you're right though. It's I like, think making a show of this, it would kind of quickly turn into something like Teen Wolf or it, something. It which could. I, it really could. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's different. Yeah, I I you think know. it has more room for potential than Harry Potter than the Harry Potter show does. That's for sure. That I also agree with. I think yeah. people would be far less upset with them making creative decisions there. Yeah. Because who knows? Maybe they would just take, like, the first book and then kind of run and do their own thing. They could just do that and just take inspiration and, like, change them as stuff words with Harry Potter. I feel like people are going to want that to be very much in line with the book the yeah. whole time. And yeah. then we know J.K. Rowling ain't going to budge either. So, and she will Freaking, try to do some crazy right. stuff. Uh, you're right, um, you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have I have a little more faith in 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 the I, yeah I think the Twilight thing could could be yeah like I said it could be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I think but, you're right. It's just weird. I'm glad you're excited about it. <laughs> I, I hate nostalgia baiting. I don't I don't know that I'm necessarily excited. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw this out here. I've never seen any of the movies. You um, should watch Twilight. Just the first one. That's all you need to watch. Yeah. I don't know. It's something special. I've come this far. <laughs> uh, maybe someday the other thing that's in the news isn't really about a tv show it's just about a tv streaming service and it's something that i'm actually genuinely excited for uh, it's something that i'll probably end up using and that is dialogue boost from amazon prime and so you'll get your prime video you'll watch a show uh or like tenet if you ever, if you ever watch tenet you can't hear anything they're saying and you can turn on dialogue boost which will make the dialogue of that show louder and to me uh that's amazing like i just there's so many times where I'm like i can't really hear what they're saying because of the music and stuff 
Yeah. So I think that it could be really I, cool. I want Hulu to adopt this or just other things to adopt this because, you know, in a I movie or a show, they could be... them. Like, they don't... Per- they proprietary proprietary yeah or like yeah like you know maybe hold the rights to it or something but like Mm -hmm. you watch a show and everybody's talking real low and you can barely hear them and then the commercial is like 20 times louder or the ad (laughs) in between whatever you're watching and it is insane and then you find yourself turning the tv up and down it's crazy yeah you're right yep that's more about the advertisements just being annoying or like the sound mix, Maybe. or just the way the sound—I don't know. Like yeah. it's just. This is more about like you're talking about like whispering in a yeah. show, and then them making like, the whispers louder. Right. Like hopefully it balances out to where I'm not as like you know jumped out of my chair when a commercial comes on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Yeah, like the music is so loud and like, the voices are so quiet. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's mostly those talking. Like, I've caught myself. A lot of my friends use subtitles, and so I've been using subtitles more and more just to catch things in the background that I wouldn't have before. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. One thing that I think is really curious about this too is it doesn't say that it's going to use AI, but I would assume it has to be using AI to capture the voice from yeah. every show ever mm-hmm. and then make it louder. Even from an editing standpoint, like I think about this just like, you know, having editing audio obviously, right? So yeah. all you all you would really need to do is with AI technology is amplify the sound just a little bit. Just like a slight amplification and let that work do itself when you turn the sound Yeah, it's got to discover, figure out whatever the voice in that sound right. bite is. So, yeah. So just like if there's some kind of setting, do you, you know, if you want this, like whatever they decide to call it, adjustment feature on, if you get on, then maybe it'll like pick that up and just like raise the amplification a little more. Yeah. Because it sounds, I mean, it's, I don't know how it works, obviously, but I mean, it sounds like it wouldn't be difficult to have. Right. Yeah, it might make the speech a little bit clearer too. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of unclear about all that, but right. Uh, yeah, this is I, cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big, big fan of Universal Design, and this is just another example. Accessibility, of yeah. Accessibility, because yeah. guess what, guys? Accessibility doesn't just help those who are really in need of those helps. Uh, it also helps everybody, right? Yeah, like yeah. everyone can benefit from subtitles. Everybody can benefit from something like this. We love more accessibility like, options because it doesn't. I mean, for those people who need it, yes, obviously. But mm-hmm. fact is, it helps everybody, so it's just always better to have. Like for me, like I have ADHD, and that's not something you would think of like accessibility kind of things for. But if I could hear the voices a lot better and not be distracted by the sound effects, like mm-hmm. that helps me stay focused on what I'm listening to. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's just you know one of millions of different reasons why this would would be helpful. It's crazy. Before, like, right as AI was starting to get big, I think Giant Bomb was talking about it. And uh, we started discussing just, like, the idea that you could... It, they're talking about video games, obviously, because it's a video game podcast. But you could play a game, and you could just decide way, way into the future that, like, you want that to be a 16-bit game now. And so then it processes and it turns your game into a 16-bit game. Uh, yeah. Or just on a developer side, in a much smaller scale... And I think we'll we'll see this soon, especially with Unreal Engine, and the fact that everyone uses kind of the same engines that you could just kind of True. input that this is a foresty area, and then you have like five or six different trees instead of having to sit there and populate every tree. The AI will actually mm-hmm. not randomly generate, but make your forest for you, and uh, make it look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, AI is to be really crazy. And that kind of stuff, so like I know AI can be kind of scary. There's some definite like 
I definitely see the precautions people are taking. Yeah. With, uh, AI stuff, but uh, where when it can do something like that, where you have a like the workload is so heavy on game developers already, mm. it make that easier for them. Um, right, and hopefully, then, like it's a tool that tools like this. I mean, I guess like I know you're talking about the video game thing, but like AI tools, I think should are should be used to like definitely help people or inspire people, not necessarily to do the work for you. Right, um, mm-hmm. and and with, and with Amazon's AI thing, like this is definitely going to be beneficial for like to actually help people. I think instead yeah. of being people being suspicious that it's going to collect your data or steal other yeah. pe- or steal other people's work. It's the first implementation of AI that I've seen that's been a company going, hey, we realize that we can use this to make your like quality of life better. Yeah. And not just like a fun gimmicky like picture changer. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think OpenAI, ChatGPT, uh, can be used as a tool, but most people use it kind of as like a fun... Just a goof. Chat thing. Yeah. Yeah. People don't really see that, like the tool that it can be. Yeah. But um yeah i don't know ai is a crazy thing i think we're gonna start seeing more and more uh ai be used in really practical ways like this where it's benefiting yeah society in positive ways yeah Yeah, i like that um you know what this also reminds me of what i also kind of wish they would do (laughs) is uh besides and i know what people are gonna say just like turn up the brightness on your tv but there are some movies and shows that just are so dark Mm-hmm. Yep. That I can't see what the heck's going on, and I kind of wish there was. Night. Yeah, like I kind of want them to <laughs> do something like this, but for like just brightness and like. I just am tired of like super duper dark scenes, but then like, like super bright the next second, right? Color it's like, adjusting, yeah. Color adjusting, like yeah. I kind of just would rather it be a little bit more balanced, like because that's something I've grown really that's tired of. With totally all the shows. could do. It's, yeah, it's like it's just so dark. I don't know what's going on. I'm like having a squint, and it's funny because things like or H- HD remaster anything. Well, yeah. see, like, and that's what HDR is technically, and it's funny because like HDR is not like it's supposed to do that, mm-hmm. but then you also got to calibrate your TVs and all that stuff to do that. So it's like. That's Half true. the time is it like is it you know most people like there was a complaint about one of the Mandalorian episodes or something right recently and I'm like mm-hmm. I didn't get that problem at all you know like so I mean there are definitely show like Game shows of Thrones had an episode that was pretty yeah bad so the there end. are shows and movies that do obviously have that problem universally so it would be nice to have some kind of correction like like that or some kind of like yeah yeah because you can't manually like if you go in and you just take mm-hmm. like the brightness up. Mm-hmm. then all of your stuff looks washed it out it affects everything yep yeah and you're like i just want the darker stuff to be less dark mm-hmm. i usually when i'm playing a video game i don't like like caves and stuff to be or to where i can't see yeah mm-hmm. and so i usually wash out my game for the mere fact that i'm gonna be playing a lot in the dungeons or yeah. caves or whatever and want to be able to see what i'm doing oh yeah yeah uh, we haven't done a GUG cast question in a while, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get to the podcast. No one's probably listening at this point, but uh, hashtag GUG cast. What are ways that you'd like to see AI get implemented soon? Well, you can tweet at us on our Twitter. We haven't done Let that in a while. Yeah. It's still there. Twitter still exists. Yep. <laughs> uh, or we have the GUG cast questions on our Discord as well. Yeah. Uh, just the the Geeks Under Grace Discord. I think you can find that easiest through geeksundergrace.com getting into the community tabs and stuff so uh lj where can they find you at you can find me on 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch under LJ the Paladin. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at theshellshock24. And you can find me on Instagram at Cody Armor, and then on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Grace on Wednesdays. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.